going into overtime. Welcome to the OT with Owen Podcast with your host, Owen Hetzima. Let's take this one into overtime. Here's Owen. The Malice at the Palace was arguably the most violent brawl in the history of sports, with the ramifications of the event spreading far and wide across the basketball world and legal courts. Players involved in the Malice changed their career outlook in moments, fans caused rule changes, and one player even changed his name in September of 2011. The Malice at the Palace certainly has a lot to cover, and to do that, let's go over time. On November 19, 2004, the Pacers went into Detroit to battle the Pistons at the Palace in Auburn Hills. The rivalry between Indiana and Detroit was huge leading up to that game, but when it really got heated was with 45.9 seconds remaining with the Pacers leading Detroit 97-82. Ben Wallace got fouled by Ron Artest and the two pushed each other. Coaches and other players got involved in that scuffle as Artest went to lay down on the scores table in order to calm down. Moments later, a fan by the name of John Green threw a beer cup at Ron and that is when things got wild. Artest stormed into the stands and punched the fan next to Green. Other players from the Pistons and Pacers went up into the stands and started to get involved. Coaches got involved. More and more fans started to hit players. Objects were thrown at Ron Artest as he tried to go into the tunnel which led to the visiting locker room, which was well after the brawl had spilled onto the court, with one fan trying to entice Ron Artest to do something, and he punched that fan. The Malice at the Palace was the most violent brawl ever seen in sports, but there were some big moments and player movements that led to it. For starters, Jermaine O'Neal made the jump straight from high school to the NBA in 1996, being selected by the Portland Trailblazers with the 17th overall pick. O'Neal was just 17 years of age at the time, and Jermaine became the youngest player to start an NBA game at 18 years old. That record would be broken nine years later, on November 2, 2005, by Andrew Bynum of the Los Angeles Lakers. Ben Wallace, one of two players that started the Malice, went undrafted in 1996 and signed with the Washington Wizards. Ben made his way to the Pistons in 2000, staying with Detroit for six straight seasons before going to the Chicago Bulls. On February 19th of 2002, a seven-player trade sent Ron Artest, the second player that started the Malice, from the Bulls to the Pacers. The 2004 Eastern Conference Finals featured the Pacers and Pistons who produced a hard-hitting six-game series that Detroit won. The Pistons went on to beat the Lakers in five in the NBA Finals. These significant pieces to the puzzle were not small when it came to dissecting this malice that would occur months after the 2004 Eastern Conference Finals. And those pieces, and more, 
were documented by the Netflix documentary titled Untold Malice at the Palace. As we look into the malice itself, there were no police or security around to try to stop the altercation. And eventually, the police were called in. But it was well after the malice started. Fans continued to throw objects as players went to the locker room, most notably who I already mentioned before, Ron Artest. Basically, everyone in the palace got involved in this very violent altercation. 48 hours after the event, Commissioner at the time, David Stern, handed out suspensions. Ron Artest, his suspension was the remainder of the 2004 season. Steven Jackson, one of the players that got involved, was 30 games, and Jermaine O'Neal was suspended for 25. As the aftermath of the malice started to gain steam, police seek to find everyone involved. Fans, players, you name it. And they really wanted to find the guy who threw the beer cup at Ron Artest, who started the scuffle, who started the brawl, who I already mentioned, John Green. If Green did not throw that cup at Artest, the other events after it would not have occurred. It would have been a simple, oh, just two players scuffling, that's all it is. But it turned into more than that. Jermaine O'Neal, well after the malice, tried to appeal his suspension in federal court. Reggie Miller, one of the most famous players in NBA history, who was in his 18th season at that time, retired five months after the brawl, not having one championship to his name. The malice at the palace certainly impacted many people, fans, players, and those players' careers were changed when their first punch was thrown. And it was certainly one of the most impactful brawls that we've ever seen. I don't think any baseball bullpen brawl can even come close to the malice at the palace. Ron Artest decided to legally change his name to Meta World Peace, trying to promote more peace in the world and just kind of soften the tension that was brought by the events of the 2004 Malice at the Palace. Before we move on in this fourth OT with Owen episode, I would like to bring you the second edition of the Bears Blitz. On Wednesday of last week, the Chicago Bears finalized the purchase of the Arlington Park property, and it signaled to not only Chicago, but the NFL, that the Bears were going to start the process of moving from Soldier Field, which has been the Bears' home since 1971. Before then, the Bears played at Wrigley Field, which is the stadium for the Chicago Cubs. When Kevin Warren was hired as the Bears' next CEO slash president, one of his goals was to move the Bears. And he is definitely doing that. Meta was guilty when he won the 2010 NBA Finals with the LA Lakers because he didn't win a championship with Reggie Miller and Jermaine O'Neal and other players from the Pacers. 16 years after the events 
at the Palace in Auburn Hills, that stadium was demolished for good on July 11th of 2020. Players involved in the Malice at the Palace don't want to discuss it anymore. It really just created a bad stamp on the NBA's name. The NBA was deemed a thug league. Players were just trying to one-up each other, say that I'm the boss, that I can be more physical, I can get more rebounds, I can show that I am superior. That is what fans were saying that the NBA was. And just one final thought from the malice at the palace. The ramifications it had on the NBA, the world of sports, and game-to-game experience were big. And speaking of game-to-game experience... The Men's Journal cited two major rule changes that came about because of the malice at the palace. The first one was that fighting was not tolerated. A thrown punch would get you a one-game suspension. Landing a punch would get you 15 games. Dress code changes were also imminent. No more hip-hop gear, do-rags, baggy jeans oversized t-shirts, and overall the dress code, another big factor. Thank you for listening to the fourth OT with Owen episode, and I'd like to also thank you for taking the time to go over time.